On this week's The Reflex Blue Show, Ben Luders returns from Design Camp with yet another interview. This one from Studio on Fire's very own Benjamin Levitz and Selena Larson. Welcome back to the Reflex Blue Show. I am your, usually your co-host, Ben Luders. Um, today I'm hosting in Donovan's absence. Today I have Benjamin Levitz with me. Benjamin is from Studio on Fire in Northeast Minneapolis. Is that right, Benjamin? That is correct. And Studio on Fire is a letterpress and design shop. Can you tell us a little bit about Studio on Fire? Absolutely. Uh, we are a shop that really specializes in letterpress printing for the design community. Our primary clients are other designers like ourselves, um, agencies, firms that are really producing a premium print product. And that's where we get trusted uh, to, to go to press on uh, highly vintage machines where you're using primarily 1950s, 1960s Heidelberg wow. equipment. So we have 10 vintage uh, Heidelberg presses that we run uh, all, man- all manner of paper through those things uh, from you know, text weight stuff to really, really heavy uh, 60, 70, 80 point board that uh, we produce things like business cards, invites, uh, and it's primarily clients that have a either a premium product or a premium business that are coming to us with their print jobs. Absolutely. I was uh, checking out your guys' booth last night at the uh, expo hall or exhibit hall or whatever, and uh, you guys had all these samples of business cards to just take and feel, and I will admit that I took like every single one of them, and I, I was wearing my Nina paper apron at the time and just stuffed it full, like the pockets full of these cards. And they're just beautiful. They're so thick and just like so weighty. And what was the word you used to describe them a minute ago? Uh, succulent. Succulent. That's, succulent I don't know. Is, I don't know if I've ever heard that in you some. Know. Some people describe design as juicy, but I think uh, succulent is even better. That's a wonderful word to describe it. Yeah. That's so, Benjamin. I'm really curious. How did you get into this profession? You know, I meet a lot of people that, you know, they have an idea of what they want to do or what their dream job would be. Um, but like getting there is always a kind of a crazy, you know, path. And so I'm just curious, how did you get into this? Getting there is is hard, and I think you know doing something that you love is is not necessarily always the easy path. And I came to it very much uh, by uh, by a hobby that just sort of developed into the business. Um, I w- I was graduated as a communication design major from College of Visual Arts in St. Paul and working my first design job back in 1998-1999 40 plus hours a week in front of a computer was sucking my will to live you know it's it's kind of <laughs> well like, said it's it's kind of like you get a um, you, you know the the glowing screen in front of you and everything that y- you done previously uh, in in art school is you know the the painting the drawing the sculpture the photography all of that sort of can easily fall away in in modern design and I wanted to get back to doing something with my hands so it's I got tactile yeah and, and not not just the tactility of what we do as a um, as a design 
you know, process, but ultimately the final product that we produce as well. So it was it was a real uh, experimental outlet when I first got into it, and from there, you know, I had other designer friends say, "Hey, you want to print this for me?" And and so it began, you know, in a in a very hobby incubation stage. From there, it was, uh, you know, set up from my basement to then my garage in California for a while. I moved back to the Twin Cities and um, still kept it as a hobby, but I got an official art studio, had some studio mates and um, bigger presses and more capability. And pretty soon I was working, continued to work my design job 40 hours a week plus up until up until 2006 uh, where I, I was at a point where I was easily working both my full-time job and the letterpress job 40 hours a week at that point were you still the only one doing the letterpress or did you have other I, friends or point, employees helping you out? at that point I, I had one full-time employee and mm-hmm. then myself and I was just floundering I was like at, at the end of my rope, and that is when Selena entered. All right, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk to Selena. And what's Selena's role with you guys? Selena is our studio director at Studio on Fire. All right, stay tuned. back and we're joined uh, Benjamin is here and we're joined by Selena she is the studio director at studio on fire and Selena how did you get into this um, it's actually kind of funny because I just came from a lecture uh, or a workshop with Jeff Johnson and I think that was how Ben and I were really brought together because it was a poster offensive show I was attending and I'd worked with Ben previously on just a estimate for a project at a studio that I was working at um, but he approached me at that poster show and said hey have you ever been have you ever considered managing a letterpress shop and I said no but tell me more <laughs> what were you doing at that time uh, I was freelancing um, and I was about ready to go on a nine-week vacation to New Zealand uh, again it was a Jeff Johnson I, I had been thinking about going there and he spent a year in New Zealand, and so he said, "Oh, you gotta, you can't just go for a week or so. You gotta go for as long as you can." And so, mm-hmm. um, I was just—I had already purchased my ticket. I was just finishing up this. Um, this, actually, I think I had a full-time job at that point, but so I was in this in, interim thing, and I had to wait for you. to, <laughs> you had to wait ult- for ultimately <laughs> get done. He was like, "What are you Zealand almost vacation? done?" I think we were emailing. He's like, "When are yeah. you coming back?" <laughs> I want to do like a whole nother podcast just about the New Zealand experience. How yeah. was it? Oh, it was pretty awesome. Was it? Yep. So wait, when was that? How how long ago? Well, it had been yeah, 2006, 2006, I guess. Okay, so Lord of the Rings has already been out and everything. Yeah, and Lord of the Rings is already out. <laughs> is, there, is there like a big Lord of the Rings tourist like industry there? Like show there, you all the sites? There like, is, actually. They have organized more tours to centered around it. And you would run across them just in ramblings right. around. And, but it, it is kind of funny. You would be driving, or I would be driving on the, on the North Island. It's actually two islands in uh, mm-hmm. New Zealand. They're very distinct personalities. But driving okay. along the North Island, you look look off to your left into this valley and you're like, ah, the Shire folk. And it's really, <laughs> really? you really have this sense of, of, 
place from watching the Lord of the Rings. Right. So then you feel like you've been there before, kind of in this mystical land with mist and little dots of sheep on the hills. And wow, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Basically exactly like Minnesota. So <laughs> <laughs> are you from here, Selena? I am. I okay. was uh, born in Minneapolis, grew up in about an hour and a half, not even an hour and a half, about an hour north of where we are right now in Akeley, mm-hmm. Minnesota. And uh, went to college at Hamlin University in St. Paul, moved out to Colorado for a few years, and then moved back to Minneapolis. Mm, awesome. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I'm doing at Design Camp as I'm interviewing people is I'm trying to like tap into where they came from. And so one of the questions I've been asking people is, do you have any like big design influences from your childhood? Like anything that you look back on is like, oh, that would kind of like, you know, influence me or push me in the direction of getting into design. Well, I actually come from a fine art background. Mm. Um, that works too. And came to design. Uh, I when I moved back from Colorado, I worked at the Minneapolis College of Art and Design for four years as the program coordinator for Design Works. So that was when I really got introduced to graphic design, and I feel mm. like I had an education, and you know because of that experience because I was working with young designers mm-hmm. every day uh, I mean I guess I can't really pinpoint a, a designer because mm-hmm. my interest in design is not just limited to to paper I'm also sure. interested in architecture and modern mm-hmm. modern architectural design lead design sustainable design uh, fine art uh, music you know sure broad um, background informing my design sensibility. I see. I, uh, for, for me, I, I would say it was, um, I grew up building go-karts and, you know, on a, on a small farm about an hour north of uh, the Twin Cities. And, you know, it, it was, I was making, making crazy tree forts and just generally uh, building things. Mm. And working with tools, doing doing things by hand, um, that resulted in in something that I could enjoy, and, and I very much uh, you know was the the school artist you know mm-hmm. from uh, you know designing homecoming buttons and and mm-hmm. very poorly I might add, but um, you're in Paula Cher, huh? Yeah, <laughs> and. That kind of uh, you know encouragement that I, I received though in, in doing that kind of stuff ultimately prompted me in to go to to an art college, but I didn't go to art college with the intent of doing a design major. In, in mm-hmm. fact, I would say at the end of my sophomore year, you go you go through um, in a four year program, you typically go through two foundation years and then you declare your major and then. Um, take the second two years of more specialized courses towards your major, but the foundation program that I went through, uh, you know, was was that exposure to drawing and sculpture, and and I absolutely loved sculpture because I was in a shop with a welder and. Mm-hmm. Um, so what kind of sculpture are you doing? Oh, at, at that point, um, we got a really broad exposure to you know both. Um, cast iron, cast aluminum, um, welded structures, uh, some pottery uh, worked into it. So it was very much, um, you know, th- this 
experimental sandbox of, of mm -hmm. materials, and that was really attractive to me um, as as an artist at that point. And what what I discovered uh, is that um, the, the job prospects were not very good to um, <laughs> graduate from school and, and be a, a well-paid sculptor. So, right. uh, you know, I, I very distinctly remember sitting down with John Dufresne, uh, the, the design chair at the college, and Karen Wirth, um, the, the fine arts chair, who is now at, at MCAD, um, sat down with both of them and uh, kind of the pros and cons, and, and ultimately John won, I think, that, that conversation. And I did proceed and, and did the communication design major because I felt like I would uh, be able to earn a paycheck doing that. And I figured, well, I'll just, I'll, I'll just get my welder and, and move that into my basement. And it's amazing what kind of an influence a paycheck can have on, you know, career decisions. Yeah. <laughs> it's a similar thing to me. I didn't realize, I wasn't even aware of the field of graphic design when I was a kid, you know. I just, I like to draw pictures, though, and I just kind of fell into this design job and then realized, oh, crap, there's Photoshop and Illustrator and all these things, and people like, would hire me. And um, But it really still is an art form. And so on that, on this idea of, like, you know, art forms and doing these things that you love, do you guys now find time to just sketch or to paint or to sculpture or to just let your guys selves loose outside of outside of your quote-unquote work were you guys at the eric madsen talk yesterday eric yes. madsen was showing off these um sketchbooks of this hand lettering and little doodles while he's like sitting in the airport and these are things that he's he doesn't even like really show people you know until now um, he's been doing these for years, just kind of for his own personal creativity, like pushing himself to, you know, get back to that. So I'm just wondering, if it, do you guys find time for that, or is that something you want, wish that you did? Yes, I'm, wish. <laughs> wish. Yeah. I, I think, you know, our, our outlets, um, both both as a studio and I think on a personal level, are through the the poster show yeah. collaborations that we we contribute to on a, on a fairly regular basis. And... Mm -hmm. You know those those are great because they're they're invitations to um, you know and the Twin Cities is a great uh, a, a great community for this too where there'll be a, a themed poster show and one of the things Selena mentioned earlier was the poster offensive mm -hmm. um, which is this thing that happens around election time where it's it's basically a politically based poster show you 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 choose what the content of uh, what issue you want to talk about is and make a statement with it. And uh, yeah, I've been involved with that for, for several times now. And, and those kind of poster opportunities are, are you know, the outlet that I've found at this point. Um, you know, being a, a father with three kids plus a bu business to run. Congratulations. Leaves very little, little time to, to find mm. those outlets. But. And I, I also contribute to the poster shows, even though mm -hmm. I don't have any formal graphic design training. But I, I approach them. I think I yeah. think they're very graphic, but yeah. it's more of a fine arts, mm -hmm. and it's a you know I get to exhibit. I get to exhibit every couple of That's years. Sweet. One piece, and it gives me a nice goal to work mm -hmm. towards, and, and you know, because it is difficult to find the time when you're. We do a lot of working. Well, we do a lot of working, and, and lately, lately, well, you guys do have fun work, though. You know, you have creative work, but I understand yeah. there's still a point where, you know, 
it is still work to some we, degree. Yeah, we, we call it work. It's not play. We don't go to play. We go to, <laughs> go to yeah. work. Yeah, but no, it's good to get in that we mindset. We try to have fun when we're there, though. Yeah, and, and it's it's an interesting place to work because, uh, like Selena, most, most of the folks in the studio have um, fine arts backgrounds right, as well. Right. And my... Uh, or design. Yeah. And uh, one of... My my first uh, first hire actually was uh, another fine arts guy that graduated uh, right along with me from college visual arts, and uh, he was a, a painting major, and he's been you know since since two thousand six he's he's been um, basically uh, doing his studio on the side and being a being a fine artist in his own right, um, he left for uh, a little while and went to Pratt and got his master's, and he's back. He's, you know, what he brings to the table, though, is, you know, the, the meticulous attention to detail um, that, you know, so many fine artists have, and I think that's, you know, that's so critical to have um, that coming to what we do as a letterpress shop. It's not. It's not about just uh, technical knowledge. It really is an art, and it requires that sort of meticulous drive to get every last detail just right. And your work shows it. Golly, that's so much fun. Um, a moment ago, Benjamin, you were um, you mentioned your three kids, and you know, admitting that it's hard to sometimes find time to balance things, which leads right into kind of my last question which has to do with balance and how how do you guys find balance between work um, home life family friends um, you know, your own art I'm just curious to whether you feel like you do balance things well or you don't or I th um, well I think we just we just have to leave you know I say that all mm -hmm. the time on the way up to design camp it's like we'd be here all night I mean you can yeah. stay and work all night and, and then to the next day if you want but you have to stop mm. you have to say 6 o'clock yeah pretty I'm, good I'm at yeah. closing that, that, time that's that's largely um, been the the attitude I've had to adopt too is like you know what the work is going to be there tomorrow yeah. it, it, it's not mm. like there's um, no life or death print yeah. situations yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> we're, 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 we're uh, uh, affecting lives we're not we're not saving them or anything like well, that. Congratulations yeah. for that because mm -hmm. I think that's hard, especially among like freelance designers you run into where like ones that work from home or a small office and they just feel like it works all around them. I know I experienced that. I worked from home for many years exclusively and it's just like it was hard to just get away from your work. And so now I, I work at a small firm and work basically eight to five and it's just nice to like closing time it's mm -hmm. like you go home and you, you spend time with your you know your family and you, you know try to make time for it but and you have to schedule those things you, do. you really do because you could stay there you know I go to a lot of music festivals and I mm -hmm. schedule those months in advance and as, as the time grows closer it gets more and more urgent more and more friendly <laughs> but, oh no yeah but if yeah. you don't have it scheduled you just keep working and you won't do anything and then you know it fuels those breaks fuel the getting back into work you need to have a break, you need to have a rest so mm. you can come back and start over and be refreshed. For all you students out there, listen to this. <laughs> rest is important. And, oh, yeah. and uh, 
it's good to see some of you guys seasoned designers that uh, you know are do seem to be doing that right. And your work is great, so you don't have to work all night long or whatever. Sometimes that rest is what you need yeah. to to rejuvenate that creativity, you know. So, anyways, I appreciate you guys being on the podcast yeah, for sharing, you. especially that. And before you go, Benjamin, how long have you been growing that beard? Um, I, I've I've had a beard for about five, six years, but it, at this length, um, down below collar level now is uh, <laughs> below collar level beard. It is uh, probably about a year. Probably about a year. Well, it's fantastic. I'm gonna take a picture of you guys before you head out. But thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for being on the podcast, You're Benjamin, welcome. Selena. Yep. You guys are awesome. Keep up the amazing work in Minneapolis. You will. All right. Thank you for listening to The Reflex Blue Show. For more information, visit 36point.com. The Reflex Blue Show was created by Donovan Beery and Nate Voss. Music by Ben Luters.